If you decided to listen to this week's message of Dr. Day Central, we know that Jesus has placed something on your heart. So let's dive in. We're in week two of a series called Come and See. Everyone say come and see. And in this series, we're telling people just to come as they are. Come as you are. You see, when Jesus invited people, he never said, quickly change who you are and then you can come to me. No, no, no. He said, as you are, just come. Come to me because I will show you something radical. And I don't know about you, but have you ever had something that you've experienced, but you can't explain it to someone? Like it's almost too good to be true. Like it's difficult to explain. You know, if you, if, and then you say these words, oh, you need to see for yourself, Right? You need to see for yourself. Now, now I talk a lot about this. I talk about our motorbike trips with me and my dad and my brother. Um, this is us a few years ago. I'm there on the handsome one on the left, the beautiful face. That's me. And, um, and the beautiful thing about these bike trips, man, you see other part of South Africa. You see a different part of South Africa, a different vibe, a different space. And the beautiful thing about this is that you get to meet uh, people. You get to see different things. I mean, on this trip, if you're a guy, the guys in the room, can I get a whoop whoop? Here's the thing, when you're a guy, man, there's nothing better than not properly showering for a week. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We have the same pants on constantly. It's full of dust. It's quite manly. Like you stop at places and then you kick rocks and braai vorshi, buddhavorsh. And then afterwards you climb on the motorbike and you drive and you try and do little moves and then you fall. It happens a lot. <laughs> but it's such a fun experience. And, uh, man, we've been to crazy places. If you go to the next photo... Um, We've been to crazy places, like the views at some of these places, I cannot explain it to you. It is so beautiful. Went through Lesotho, went up the mountains, beautiful spaces, places where you don't get to with a normal car. And in this space, while we were there, man, you, we would literally drive the one day, right? And my dad's riding in front of me. We're on our way to Lesotho through Matati Hill up there. And my dad stops, and I thought something's wrong. And I stop him, and I'm like, are you okay? He's like, he just gets off his bike. He's like, quiet. I'm like, what? What happened? Did something break? And he says, get off your bike. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Anyone else? And your parents are like, just come here, come here. When they start using your full name, then you know. And he says, come here. He says, look, look how beautiful it is. Yes, man. And we, we sat there and we literally just put our thicker helmets off. We sat there and we sat there for a solo half an hour, just looking over the space. And, and that's the beautiful thing is, is I can explain this to you, but you don't understand because unfortunately you have to see it for yourself. And here's something that when it comes to Jesus' invitation, the people that follow Jesus, the people that, that, are, that are busy following Jesus, they like literally say to people, guys, like, yes, we can tell you more about him, but yeah, you've got to see for yourself. You've got to see who Jesus is because the moment you do, it's truly something spectacular. And if you go read the Bible, you get the four Gospels, right? In the beginning of the New Testament, you get the four Gospels. And that's kind of like a story or the, the understanding of who Jesus is. But some of us think that this is like a fairy tale, like Lord of the Rings, right? Harry Potter and the Bible. It's like sort of the same thing. But it's not because if you go see the way that those four books are written, it's actually giving us a lot of history content of what it is all about, you see, it's like real eyewitnesses of who, who Jesus is. These are guys that spend time with Jesus. I mean, there's so much details in it um, within those, those scriptures. I mean, when you look at the detail, they're using names and places. And, and if you had to use someone's name back then, you had to actually go to them and ask them the story, right? So when you think about the context of the, of the New Testament, the story of who Jesus is, 
It's like you have to discover it for yourself because people came and, and they saw Jesus and they could find out who it is, who Jesus is. Because here's the thing. Jesus says, come to me. He doesn't say come to a religion or a place or a building. He says, if you come to me, you will have life. You see, C.S. Lewis, he had this quote. And man, it's such a good quote. He says this, that Christianity, if false, is of no importance. But if it's true, it's of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. You see, the thing about Christianity, if Jesus claims to be who he says he is, it is the most important thing in this world. Because he is set apart. He's not like any other religion. He's not like any other person. He's the son of God. Like that is a that is pretty epic thing to say, just by the way. Right? He's the son of God. And if that is true, Christianity is the most important thing in this world. But if it's not, it's of no importance. So my question is to you, is it true? So we're going to discover whether this picture is true for you today. So just to give you a bit of detail, too, if you've ever wondered, if you guys have read the Bible and you thought, oh, I don't know, is, is this good, right? Can I just quickly show you a short video that will explain just a bit about the Bible and its origin and, and kind of like its, its valid, va that thing, um, its authenticity and integrity. Um, let's quickly check out this short video. Isn't that cool? Right? If you go look at the context of the New Testament, this picture, it, is, has, it has so much history behind it. It has so much copies behind it. Why is this important? Because back then, if you had to copy something, it was expensive. You didn't go to Xerox and get it sorted. You didn't go to the bridge. You know, can I please get a copy? It was way, way bigger. Because to copy something cost a lot of money. And here people were co copying it over a short period of time. This is probably one of the best researched pieces of writing is the Bible. Why? Because it is the thing that changed the world forever. But my question is, has it changed your world? Because this, we can sit here and be theoretical about it. But the question is, have you come to see who Jesus is for you? And that's a beautiful thing to discover. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to open up to John 1. You can grab your Bibles. John 1, we're going to dive in from verse 35. And, and this is a story 
where Jesus is kind of revealed to the disciples, right? In John 1, 1 verse 35, it says, The next day John um, was there with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. Hey, there goes the Lamb of God. I mean, that's a pretty radical thing to say. And then it goes on to say, Then the two disciples heard him say this. They followed Jesus. So they started walking after Jesus. Okay, apparently that's the Lamb of God. Let's go. And then next moment it says, Turning around, Jesus saw them and fo- um, following him. And he asked this, What do you want? Have you ever had someone follow you? And it's like awkward. And you're like, can I help you? This is like kind of that moment. Jesus is like, excuse me, can I help you? And it's funny. The, 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 the guys are following. They're trying to figure out if this is the Lamb of God, but they don't ask him the right question. They, they say to him, Rabbi, which means teacher. The teacher. Teacher. <laughs> also in the Western Cape, it's called teacher. Um, and they were, um, he says, they ask him the question, where are you staying? That's also a bit creepy, right? You don't ask someone, why are you following me? He's like, where do you live? That's also a bit weird. But anyway, it comes on and it comes on to this place where Jesus actually says to them, Come, he replied, and you'll see. So they went with him and they saw. <laughs> That's a nice thing, right? Come and you'll see. And they went and they? Smart, huh? And then um, as they were staying, they spent a day with him, and it was about four in the afternoon. Very important that it's four o'clock. I don't know why. But then it goes on to say that Andrew... Simon Peter's brother was two of them who heard um, what John had said, and he had followed, uh, who had followed Jesus. Then the first thing Andrew did is what did he do? He went to go find his brother Simon to tell him. And he told him this, we found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to, him, uh, brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, son of John, you will now be called Cephas, which means Peter. You see, this moment that, that Andrew sees this, this, this picture of who Jesus is, the first thing he wants to do is go tell his brother, he says, bro, we found the Messiah, come look. You have to come and see. The next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee, um, finding Philip, one of the other followers. And he says to Philip, Philip, follow me. Philip, like Andrew Peter, was from the town of that place. And then Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one who Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth and the son of Joseph. And this moment, Nathaniel, like who of you guys have maybe been skeptical on the Bible sometimes? Anyone? Like been skeptical of Jesus or been skeptical of something someone told you, like that motorbike thing, Brent, it doesn't sound, sound that intense. This moment that Nathaniel has, he goes, Nazareth! Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. And then Philip said to him, well, come and see. Come and see for yourself. And when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said to him, Here, truly, an Israelite whom there is no deceit. And then, then Nathaniel said to Jesus, How do you know me? And Nathaniel asked, uh, Nathaniel asked that. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You're the king of Israel. What was he doing under the fig tree? It, like imagine I come to you, it's like I saw you under the fig tree and you're like, yo, yo, you are God for sure. What was he doing? And you know, anyway, we'll get there. I'll tell you at the end. And then it goes on to tell us, you will see greater things than that. He says, and then he added, he said this, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God descending and ascending on the Son of Man. 
So this is our piece of scripture today, and we're going to work through it. We're going to go through this piece of scripture together. The first thing that Jesus does in an invitation, he says to him, come and see. Also, come and think with me. Come for a moment. Jesus is not like, just come and see. He says, come, let us think about this. Let's think about you following me. Maybe you grew up like this. I grew up like that. It's, it's like you grow up with your parents, and they're like, we're Christian. Then you ask why. It's like, because we are. You're like, okay, but, but why? It's like, no, we're Christian. But why? Just are. You have to believe. That's who you are. And you're like, yeah, but I, I still have questions. I have to go figure this out. I mean, when uh, Jesus saw Nathaniel, he approached him. He said, truly, I tell you, no one have no deceit. And, and, and even, even uh, Nathaniel's like, how do you know me? I mean, even he was skeptical about Jesus. He was like, how do you know me? But Jesus doesn't say, hey, you know, come and sort things out. He says, come to me and discover. Ask the questions. Start thinking. Start asking me the difficult things. Because I want to help you in relationship to find out who I really am. Isn't that a good invitation? You know that you can bring your questions to Jesus because he wants to speak. He wants to tell you the truth. Second thing he does, he says, come and see what they see. You see, in this moment, sometimes it's difficult for us to see and maybe even to speak to God because, man, we're just starting in this conversation with God. But then he also says, come and see what they see. You see, John uh, he kind of goes on to explain this, but is that maybe you're, you're, you're a believer, but you're not there yet. You're, like, you're still asking these questions, but you don't know what to do. Do you know what's the best thing? To ask what other people are also asking. To maybe go and ask other people that have answered this thing. To not do it alone. To see what other people are also seeing. Turning, turning around, Jesus said to them, follow, and he asked. Uh, uh, what do you want? He asked. And they said, Rabbi, where are you staying? You see, they didn't even know the right question to ask in that moment. Not to ask, you know, Jesus, are you the Messiah? You know, are you the guy we read about through the whole Torah? Like through this whole time, are you that guy? No, they're like, where are you staying? Because then we can still check this out. We can like from a distance check you out and like see where this is going because we're still scared. But Jesus even tells them, if you're still scared and skeptical, that's good. Then he says to them, come, come and you'll see. Take your time. For some it will take long, for some it will take, ask a lot of patience, come and see. You see, they were scared to confront Jesus, but Jesus still invited them along for the ride. Third thing that happens, and, and here I'm going to spend some bit of time, is that Jesus says, come and see, and see how you move from just knowing about me to actually knowing me. You see, the first thing Andrew did when he saw his brother, when he heard about Jesus, he went to his brother Simon. He says, we found the Messiah. And the moment that, that, that Simon Peter rocks up there, and he looks, he looks at him, and Simon's standing there, son of John, he says, Peter, I'm giving you a new name. You are now Peter, the rock. The rock of the church. The same guy that is going to, in front of a little girl, say, no, I don't know Jesus. Sorry, guys. I'm out. Same guy that's like, ah, oh, how dare you, cut off an ear. The same guy that doubts constantly and that does great things, this flaky Christian, he says to him, man, on you I'm going to build my church. See, the best thing that Andrew could do was to let Peter see for himself. You see, it's like fishing. Yesterday I went fishing. Check this. It's not a big fish. 
I'll get there. One day I'm going to show you guys a proper fish. But I went fishing. But I can tell you a lot about fishing. We can talk a lot about fishing. But, you know, that God invites us to do things with Him, like friends. You know, we all have friends who want to invite into our lives. But there's a difference about knowing about someone and actually knowing them, right? It's like, for instance, if I told you I went fishing with Sio Khaleesi, he was there with me. Literally happened. There he is in the photo. It wasn't edited at all. But I mean, I can tell you a lot about Sia Kulisi. I can tell you that he's a really good captain. Not this Sia, this is other Sia. Right? He's a really good captain. He's a really good rugby player. I mean, he, he's a caring husband. I mean, he cares after his own family. Do you know that he adopted his own brother so that he could take him through high school and give him a future? Do you know that this guy has organizations that is giving future to people that do not have it? I mean, this guy is an amazing guy, but I promise you this. If I invite him to go fishing with me, he will say no. I can tell you a lot about him, but I do not know him. But there's someone that loves fishing with me. It's this beautiful lady here. I know. It's what I thought the first time I saw her as well. I was like, nee. <laughs> I told her, girl, you and me, we're like, just a fishing joke and a Christian one. You and me, we're like two fish and five loaves. We're a miracle. So, just, just side note, I'm getting you ready for Valentine's, you know, Tuesday night, right here, movie night, it's going to be epic. But here's the beautiful thing, in this marriage with my wife, I've gotten to know her. I, I, I mean, you can know a lot of things about her by checking out her profile. You know that, you know, she studied psychology and, and uh, she's, a, she's a play therapist at the moment. She has two dogs, you know. She has all these amazing things. Yeah, I'm just checking my notes to make sure those are real. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things you can see on social media, but she cannot t tell you on social media where her heart lies, where the thing is. And we sometimes think following Jesus is like following him on Facebook. Oh, that's good information, Jesus. That's a very nice thing, but it's not personal. You see, Jesus, he becomes extremely personal. He wants to go on the fishing trip with you. He wants to spend time with you. He says, by the way, I'm going to go fish, not just for fish, but I will make you a fisher of men. I'm going to take you into a deep place where you can understand that I have a future for you, but I don't want you to just come along for the ride. I want you to know who I am, because the moment you know who I am, it'll change your life forever. And so Jesus invites us into this place. You see, he invites the disciples, and he says to them, you've got to experience this for yourself. Each disciple was invited by another disciple, right? Uh, Andrew sees it, and he goes, oh, I've got to go tell my brother Peter. And Peter comes, and Peter sees it, and he invites the next guy, and the next guy, and the next guy. And this, this kind of chain reaction. Why? Because once you've seen it, you just tell people, you've got to see for yourself. I mean, this guy transformed my life. You've got to see for yourself. And do you know what's the beautiful thing about people inviting? Is that's a picture of community. I think when I look at the 12 disciples, as dodgy and weird as they were, tax collectors and fishermen, I mean, you know fishermen swear, you know that, tax collectors <laughs> under the table. And Jesus chooses these men. I could imagine their journey together. I mean, they became friends. They spent time together. They fought with one another. They made up and they had a good time. And they, I mean, they were, they were deep friends. And it isn't that friendship that they kept telling each other, man, we're following this guy. Come on, we're going to do this. We're going to find more about Jesus. We're going to learn more about Jesus. And there's one thing that I can tell you this evening is this. 
join a community group. Hallelujah. <laughs> because that's where you're going to find fellowship. That's where you're going to have people around you pushing you closer to Jesus. Spending time with people, asking the good questions. You see, the next thing that Jesus does is this. As he says, come and see, which means come and experience. Come and experience it for yourself. Who of you guys like Bloemfontein winters? Put all of you, put down your hands. No one likes Bloemfontein winter, right? It's cold. If this is your first year in Bloemfontein, we are praying for you so long. All right. We pray that you would get angry so that your blood would get warm or something. But, I mean, bloom winters are cold. But have you ever had, like, a bride at someone's house and it's bloom winter and you're standing around the fire? That's good, right? I mean, you cannot, you cannot as a person walk up to a fire and touch it without experiencing something. Right? You've got to experience something. I mean, fire will always warm you up. You don't warm yourself up and then you go stand at a fire. Right? Who of you came, before you came, you showered or you took a bath? Hopefully most of you, okay. But you don't see yourself coming to a place and you're like, you know what, I'm going to take a bath, but before that I want to take a shower. Okay, I know baths are like gross. You like lie on your own. It's like a brain stew. You don't want that. But I mean, no one showers to go and bath or baths to go and shower. I mean, you just do one of the two, Right? And for some reason, sometimes we think Jesus says, you know, before you come to me, first warm yourself up. You know, read some scriptures or worship a little bit or, you know, get in the right mode or, you know, just get the thing. You know, just go, go shower quickly and then come to me. Then we will take, you know, there will be a bath and we will clean you. Now, Jesus says, come as you are. Why? Because when you come to him, there's nothing you can do but experience the fire. There's nothing you can do but experience the cleansing of the water of who Jesus is. He says, when you come to me, there's nothing you need to bring. You can just come and enjoy who I am. You see, <laughs> this is funny for me, but Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the Messiah, the one that you know, Moses spoke about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And then he replies like any good one of us would. Nazareth? Can anything come good from there? It's like when you tell people you study in Bloom. Bloemfontein? Can anything come good from Bloemfontein? You know, welcome. No, Benoni. <laughs> Timmy's from Benoni, guys. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Kronstadt, I'm from there. Nothing good comes from Kronstadt. But there's this moment that he doubts it because of the place he comes from. But until he meets Jesus for himself, he realizes something. And how does he meet Jesus? Man, Jesus gets personal. He says, Nathaniel asked him, he said, come and see, Philip said. As Jesus saw Nathanael approaching him, he said of him, Truly I tell you, an Israelite, where there is no deceit. He says something beautiful about Nathanael. And then Nathanael says, How do you know me? How do you know who I am? And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. And then in that moment, Nathanael changes. Why? Because he gets personal. He says, Man, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, there's a lot of things we can tell about it. The chosen gives a nice moment of it. But the point is this. The point is Jesus understood where he was. See, Jesus is not a general God. Not general God, right? He's not like, yeah, I love all. He loves all people. 
But do you know that he doesn't just love everyone in this room, but he loves you personally. He loves you personally. Every single one of us. And there's a difference between it. See, even this man that was skeptical, until he met Jesus, personally, it changed his life. And that's the thing that Jesus comes to do. Just as, you know, uh, Andrew invited Peter as a personal invitation. As Philip invited Nathaniel, so Jesus comes and he makes the invitation. But his invitation is different. See ya. Come stand here next to me. I'll just put him in the spot. It's going to be super awkward for him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is like, so is my word. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. See, if I was to tell you this, right? Look here. If I was to tell you this, I love this church. Does that mean much to you? A little bit. Yeah. But if I look here, I love this church. All right. Look at the difference. Turn to me. <laughs> look at his face. Have you ever seen a black man blush? I'm just saying. It's, gonna happen. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. See ya. Look at me. See ya, I love you, man. I really love you. You're a champion. I want to be your best friend, if you allow me to. <laughs> Is there a difference you felt? Because we weren't worried about a thing. It is personal. And that's the same invite that God gives to you. He doesn't just say, oh, I love the people around you. No, he says, whoa, whoa, whoa just pause for a moment. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> oh, you can grab a seat. So where do we end this off? It's this. Is that when we say come and see, it's not like come and see a nice worship set that was pretty fun. Come and see a funny preacher, which I am. I know amens. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm fine. No, we say come and see a person. Come and see Jesus because he's standing and saying come. Just come as you are. Don't, don't worry about the stuff. Just come. Because when you meet me, your life will change forever. And this has been the plan from the beginning. You know, at the end of that piece of scripture, there's, there's like a weird piece. Like, if you read this, you were like, that's weird. This is like out of nowhere. Right? It says, and then he added, he said this, right after that the whole conversation, he says this. Guys, truly I tell you. He's saying like, guys, listen up. This is the truth. He says, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Everyone say on. On the Son of Man. What is this? He's referring to Jacob's dream in Bethel. House of God, where the gate of heaven is opening. He had this dream, Genesis 28. Let me read it to you. He says, And he had a dream in which he saw a, he saw a staircase resting on earth, and it stopped reaching the heavens. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Everyone say on it. You see, in this moment, Jesus comes to do something radical. He says, guys, being with God is no longer a staircase issue. It's no longer trying to perform, trying to get to God, or it's no longer trying to do something to bring an angel to bring blessing. He says, no, no, no. He says, do you know what's changed? This staircase is no longer a it. It is now a person. I am the staircase. He's saying it's descending on the Son of Man, of me. This staircase 
is now me. I am your way to God. As a matter of fact, I am God and I'm on my way to you. Ascending and descending. He's saying, I'm bringing heaven to earth. I'm bringing glory into your life. And friends, this isn't one day. This is today. He invites you to be a part of his family, a part of who he is. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, this is all good, Brent, but what does this mean? Well, I just want to ask you one simple thing. Personally, how do you see Jesus? Because that'll be the greatest thing about you, is the way that you see Jesus. Do you see him as a far-off God that's angry? Do you see him as someone you need to prove your love to? Or do you maybe see him in the way that he portrays himself? To say, man, I have love for you. Just come to me and enjoy me. Enjoy who I am. Because friends, if we live in that space, there's so much fullness of life. So much fullness for us. So what are we going to do today to respond to this? Very simple. Is I want to ask you to just to take one step closer. One step closer to him. Whatever that step is. Maybe it's trusting him with something that you've been trying to control. Hello? Some of you are like, oh, that's me. Maybe it's something that you've been trying to control, trying to keep from God because, you know, if I can still control this, I feel like I still. And God has so much more for you. Maybe it's a step of saying, you know what, I've been checking out Jesus. I've been checking out following Jesus, but, you know, I'm still skeptical. Just take the step. Join a community group. Just take the step. Have a conversation with me or with Tumi or any one of our leaders. All the leaders in the room, just put up your hands real quick. You see those guys? Go have a conversation with them. Start a conversation. Why? Because when you start that conversation, man, I trust that's when God says, come, let me show you more of who I am. Let me show you who I am. Because it might just change your life. It might just change your world. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to say thank you that, that tonight we can just see this picture that your word is real and you are real. Father, that even if we might be skeptical sometimes, even if we might not trust you because we doubt. Father, tonight we know this thing that you tell us, well, just leave all the preconceived ideas at the door and just come as you are. Just come to me and I will show you what life is about. I will show you what, show you what fullness is about. I will show you truth. So Lord, as we are just sitting here with our eyes closed and I really trust some people just need to step out in faith in this moment. And just, if you feel like you need to take just one step closer to Jesus this week, don't you just want in, your, in faith, just put up your hand and say, God, that's me. I just want to take a step closer. Whether I've known you for months and years or whether I've known you for three seconds, I just want to take a step closer to who you are. Lord, you see everyone's hands and you know that they're saying, I'm here to receive, receive more of you. I'm ready to come as I am. Because you tell me to come and see who I truly am in you. And will you come and shape my heart in this next season? We thank you for that, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a message. If you feel that someone would benefit from this, share it with them. We are all about family on mission.